we got a special morning. You're going to hear from some, from some moms who God has done some transformational work in, but I wanted to introduce Mike and Cindy like this. Um, this week I, I was, I did an interview for a podcast and, um, the guy asked me a question. I don't know if I was expecting it, but he said, um, you know, how does the church deal with the culture that's happening? The, the culture's not moving more towards God. How does the church deal with that? How, what's your response to that? And if you watched the headlines lately, it, um, it looks crazy. I told him, I said, you know what? Culture has been crazy since man has been put on the earth pretty much that the, you know, the, the first couple, uh, after sin entered into the picture, we started killing each other really quick and we got really good at it. If you go back to the first century church, Paul would write, we read in Ephesus the other day that, that Paul would, Paul was going, Hey, listen, this is the culture you live in and it's not good. So why don't you come away from that culture and do your own thing? And so the idea that culture is bad is not a new thing for the church. Amen. And so I, my answer to him was that shocking. This may sound shocking to some of you, but I said, as a pastor, I, my calling is not to fix the culture. It's not to get on the news every night and find out what the worst thing happening in our culture is and go, Whoa, I gotta, I gotta call my politician, call my elected official and tell them we got to change all this. That actually is not my calling. It's actually not the calling of the church either. Amen. And so the bad part about it is we all watch the news. Come on. I know you watch the news. We all get on. We're all, we're all listening to Twitter. What the, what the bad stuff is happening. We're, we're all on Facebook. We're all on Instagram and uh, whatever the other ones are. TikTok. Oh, you're on TikTok too. And you can be overwhelmed. Am I the only one? You can be overwhelmed. Another COVID variant, another this, another that, another Supreme Court thing, another this, another that, protest all over the place. And we're... So what I told him was, I said, the, the mandate of the gospel is actually not to change the culture. It's to chase the individual. And if the church gets too focused on what's happening on the news or what's happening on Twitter or what's happening, what's the worst thing happening on the planet and the wars and the, and the disease and all that. If, if we get too focused on that, we'll just throw up our hands and go, man, you know what? It's no point. It's no point. But Jesus in Luke 15 said, which one of you, if you had a sheep that ran away, wouldn't drop the 99 to go chase that one. Which one of you sitting here today that if you had a kid, that wouldn't you, you, you had three kids and one ran off. You wouldn't tell the other two, Hey, sit still. I'm going to go get the one that ran off. And the focus of the church has to be the individual. The focus of the church has to be the one, the focus of the church. We can't get tied up in the in the culture, we can't get so focused on that that we forget the individual. And so the focus of the church, Jesus said he came to seek and save the lost. So the focus on the church has to be the one. And 
I would venture to say most of you sitting in this room are the result of somebody focusing on one person. Nobody walked in this room because they they flipped on the TV and you went, we're all going to hell. One person reached out. So Mike and Cindy Zello have been focusing on one person at a time for 38 years. First service, I said, as long as Paul's been doing it, but maybe not quite. It's a little bit of exaggeration, but a long time, almost 40 years. Has culture changed? I don't know. I don't really care. But I know we could list name after name after name after name over the last almost 40 years because the church was willing to focus on the individual lives end up being changed. Amen. And I'm so thankful that people, there were people in my life that focused on me. I'm thankful for people like Mike and Cindy Zello who in spite of what the culture is doing, in spite of the bad news, will walk straight into the middle of it and focus on the one. Amen. That's good stuff, isn't it? Amen. So I know you're clapping now, but why don't you give a warm Hedgesville and Berkeley Springs welcome to Mike and Cindy Zello, Beauty for Ashes. Good morning. The first service completely wrecked me, and I'm completely wrecked right now in the best kind of way. Because I'm reminded that not for a moment has he forsaken me. And I found myself a little over 25 years ago in a place of darkness and despair. And I was a mom and a wife. And I had a sick husband and three small children. And I was in a bad place where I was going to turn something really ugly out of myself and probably do something very horrible that would affect my family. I just wanted to run away. And instead of running away, I decided to crawl into my closet. I went in with my Bible in hand and a flashlight. But to be honest with you, I went in to hide in the darkness because I was enveloped by darkness. thought if I could get to the back corner of the closet and just crowd everything around me, that I would find my escape. I got back into the corner of the closet and I opened my Bible and I turned on a flashlight. So I couldn't see all around me, but I could see the words in my Bible. And I opened up to Isaiah 61. You know, have you ever done that? Just popped open your Bible and said, Lord, speak to me. And that's what I did in Isaiah 61 was what I turned to. And I won't go into all the details because we don't have the time, but what leapt out was he will give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness or despair. I was in despair. And I just read those three promises over and over and over. Cindy, he's going to give you beauty for ashes. He's going to give you oil of joy for your mourning. He's going to give you a garment of praise. Started to pray that over my life, over my husband, over my children. And as I did it, he started to, to, to free my spirit. And I started to feel um, the weakness start to leave. 
But as I kept doing it, I was like, Lord, I need to write what you're doing in my life right now. So I got out of my closet and I got a pen and paper and I went back in. This time I turned the light on. I went to the back corner of the closet and I started to write beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, garment of praise, beauty for ashes, women and children's home, beauty for ashes, women and children's home, pregnant women, women with small children, women with school age children, beauty for ashes. And as that promise was being birthed in me and God started to, to, to give me strength. He birthed a dream in me. In the darkest time of my life, he birthed a dream. And I had the hardest time understanding why he would do such a thing when I felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. And he showed me that just as the song said, I can't go back to the beginning. And I can't control what is ahead. But there's a middle place. And that's what Beauty for Ashes is, and that's what God was birthing. Is He was saying, Cindy, stay here. Wait on me. You're in the middle. You're in the here and now. I'm the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And in spite of what your yesterdays look like and what you can't change, and in spite of what's in your future and what you can't control, because there were uncertainties in our life with my husband's health. I had to trust God and lay down my fear. And that's where Beauty for Ashes was birthed. And that's what Beauty for Ashes is here. Every girl gets an opportunity to literally relinquish their past, let go, voluntarily just let go of their past and allow God to redeem what was meant for good. They get to live in the here and now with their child not separated from their child. So child, mother and child get to grow and heal and develop together and find their way together. And guess what? In the here and now, these mothers pry the gnarly fingers of the enemy off their children in the here and now because the enemy doesn't define them anymore. And then they can release their future and allow God to reveal it. And I'm so thankful that God chose me. What I want you to hear is that in your darkest hour, God is there. Crawl into your closet, even if it's dark. Take a flashlight with you. Don't hide in the dark. And you'll want to flip the switch on, I promise you. It might be a process. It might take years. Because God birthed this dream in the closet, and it didn't become a reality for many years later. Because we were still on the same journey. I came out of the closet and our circumstances didn't change. But everything shifted because I gave it all to the Lord. I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't run on my own strength. I couldn't live in survival mode anymore because that's what we do as moms, right? You get into that survival mode and then all of a sudden you find yourself on the other end half dead. I think that's kind of normal, natural. It's not healthy though. But God, God was in that place. And because of it, he birthed a dream, but it's his heartbeat. There's nothing special about me, I can promise you that. But I can say this, I was willing, 
even in that place, I was willing, Lord, I'll be your hands and feet. He promised me to carry my pain and he promised me that he would repurpose it. And I trusted him and he has. I was in the foyer this morning and this Mother's Day is just really hitting me hard. I have three amazing children. I have an amazing mom. Um, I have spiritual moms who have filled in the gaps for my kids and filled in the gaps for me as well. We do our best, right? And then God does the rest. And oftentimes he uses others to do that. But I can honestly say that Beauty for Ashes was birthed out of all of this. And because of it, you're getting ready to hear what only God can do. And it was because of a willing heart. And that's it. That's it. Although it is a lot of work, I'll be honest. And it was a lot of work getting it going. And I do want to give honor where honor is due with Pastor Chris and Pastor Beth. And um, if Linda and Don are here in this service, I'm not sure, but I would just like to give honor to them. Uh, I shared here at Hedgesville Assembly of God years ago when Beauty for Ashes was just a dream and there was a property. I shared the pictures here for the first time and the church came on board full steam ahead and has literally embraced the ministry of Beauty for Ashes and over 60 families now who have come and gone from BFA. completely remodeled a kitchen that's the hub of the home. And I mean, I could go into all those details too, but thank you so much for, for loving us so well. You know, you're forever connected, forever connected to every family that steps foot on that property um, for every child. And uh, girls, you can come on up and, and, and join me. God is so good. I can't wait for you to hear what these girls have to share. Hi, I'm Cecilia. I've been at Beauty for Ashes for 16 months now. And the wonder-working power of God is amazing. He has shown his light on every aspect of my life. I had my daughter when I got to Beauty for Ashes on February 13th, so she just turned a year old, and a little gobwink when I was there, the day she was born, it was in the middle of an ice storm, and it was just the most beautiful white covering, and it was God basically telling me that it was a clean slate, that he was going to mold me into the mom that he created me to be, and that if I trust him and give it all to him, he would make it all worthwhile, all the hard because every hard thing that we do at BFA is totally worth it. Um, he just proves every day that he's more and more faithful. And I want to say happy Mother's Day to every mother here. Um, and a special Mother's Day to my mom in heaven. Because I lost her May 17th last year. So this is the first Mother's Day. But I know that... I know that she's here with us today and she's just, she's so proud of me and every other mother here because everybody here chose life and they're willing to do the hard and just thank you for all your support. My name is Ashton. Um, I've been at Beauty Fresh's for a year and a half now. Um, I 
also came to Beauty for Ashes pregnant. I was 12 weeks pregnant. And um, before coming there, I was in this deep, dark place um, that I never want to be again. And um, I cried out to God, and he answered my prayer with Beauty for Ashes. Um, when I stepped on the property, I immediately felt peace and love. And God just started to just change me from the inside out. Um, like I said, my daughter was born there on April 6th of last year. She also just turned a year old. And since then, God has just been, um, making a way in my life where there was no way. Um, I got my CNA. I have now accepted a job at Mary Washington hospital. I start tomorrow. (laughs) Um, And I just, uh, the song that, um, not for a moment was I forsaken because in that despair, that's how I felt forsaken. And, um, but God was with me all along. He's still with me holding my hands. I just thank you all so much for all your support. Beauty, God has used beauty for ashes to save mine and my daughter's life and just to give us a new hope and a future. So thank you all. Hello, my name is Kelly. Um, I came to Beauty for Ashes about two months ago with my two small children. And before that, um, I had basically lived a lifetime of depression and despair and just not thinking that I was worth anything and that I didn't deserve to even be alive. Um, God met me at the place that I was at, which was not a good place. And he pulled me out of the grave. He really did. And uh, he brought me to BFA. And since being here, I've really learned to accept the love of others and to find my worth in Christ. And I'm just looking forward to what else he has in store for me. And I'm so grateful to this ministry. Hey, I'm Kelly as well. Um, I came to Beauty for Ashes almost a year ago. I came in about six months pregnant. Um, before coming to Beauty for Ashes, I had just reached a point of no return. Um, I was just in a really dark place, and I didn't see any way out. Um, I, too, just, like, prayed that my life just be over. Like, I just I just reached a place of despair. But God saved my life and my uh, second son's. I, he was conceived in a dark hopeless place, but, um, I just cried out to God and he, that's when I found out about beauty for ashes and I applied and they accepted me. And since being here, I gave birth to him. He's healthy. He's six months old. And I just look forward to see what the future holds for us. Hi, I'm Shanna. I came to beauty for ashes, um, four years ago. So just real quick to go over like a backstory, like the past, um, I have always had this void, um, and felt it since I was a little girl. Um, so I, psychologists would probably call that I have a father wound. Um, I never got love from my fa- my earthly father, like I should have. And because of that, it left me searching and I searched in some of the most darkest, lowest places for love. And it wasn't until I um, came to Beauty for Ashes that I actually found love from Jesus, the perfect love that I've always been searching for, that only the void that he could feel. feel. And so um, all that to say, I now work here, and um, I get to see the women here find the same freedom that I found in Beauty for Ashes. And I'm just so grateful and thankful that I get to be a part of this ministry, and it's a calling 
that God has his hand on me and he has since day one, his hand on my children. And there's so much restoration in that. And, um, I'm just very thankful. I could not, I wouldn't be standing here sharing with all y'all if it wasn't for beauty for ashes and God coming and just running after me. He was not letting go. So thank you. Hi, my name's Autumn. I um, have been at Beauty for Ashes now for three years. And when, when I came to Beauty for Ashes, I was in a hopeless and broken place. But the Lord showed me all that he was able to do in my life in that short amount of time through this ministry. I am now um, a graduate with a diploma in ministerial leadership, giving back to the ministry. My daughter is graduating from kindergarten a week after I graduate from my diploma, and I just look forward to see what life has in store. Hi, my name is Chastity. Um, I've been at Beauty for Ashes for about three months almost. Um, I never knew God until I come to Beauty for Ashes. I kept finding my places. My, I kept finding me in places that I shouldn't be. I didn't think I was going to get to raise my son. Um, and he's just working miracles in my life. And I, if it wasn't for Pastor Cindy waiting on me and taking me, I wouldn't be here today. Hi, I'm Jessica. I came to Beauty for Ashes about five weeks ago. Lost, broken, feeling like there was no way out. Because of Beauty for Ashes in this ministry, I'm finally realizing that I'm worth more than what I ever thought. I feel loved. Uh, I've always felt welcome. This ministry, these ladies, everybody, it's a family. And because of them, I'm getting ready to bring my six-month-old to Beauty for Ashes to be reunited with him. So the girls are going to sing a song. Feel free to stand and worship with them as they share about the goodness of God.
pray. Praise the Lord. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Shout out to all the people online, all the moms online. Shout out to my mom in Florida watching. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Probably wouldn't be here without you. Shout out to my mother-in-law. Thanks for having her. She probably wouldn't be here without you. Shout out to Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. Salute. Let's go. Downtown. Shout out to Hedgesville, West Virginia. And to your pastor and his family and their team. Um, look, I've been traveling for 40 years. And, and there was a time when I preached every single Sunday somewhere for many years, probably 30. And you need to know that what is happening here is not normal. You just need to know that. What is happening in your midst is not normal. This is not a normal church. You don't have a normal pastor. Many churches, yeah, you know that, right? I, get, I knew I'd make you laugh, but he's abnormal. And what I'm saying is he's abnormal because most churches are managing a decline right now, and your church is exploding, and that's because of him. So you need to pray for him, amen? Come on, y'all. All right, we're going to get into this because the time is ticking on me. John chapter 3, I get to be the guy who comes behind all this and put the cherry on top. Right. So that's all this is. You already got the, the ice cream and the bananas and the whipped cream. So this is just a boop. So in John chapter three, uh, dialogue between Jesus and a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. We're in the NIV up here. Jesus replies to him in John chapter three, verse three. I tell you the truth. This is one of the great. This is the greatest truth. Unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus asks. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, unless a man is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. Father, we just thank you for your word. Will you allow this just in these next few minutes to come alive? We're so thankful for the testimonies of these young ladies who have chosen to to accept you, to be born of water and of spirit. And I pray that everyone in this room will just rejoice in that. And also give us a chance to examine ourselves in Jesus' name. Amen. A confused Nicodemus says to Jesus, how can I be born when I'm old, dude? I got a beard and sandals. Surely I can't, this can't, like, it's impossible. And then, so Jesus says, you need to be born of water and of spirit. Every person in this room was born of water. When your mommy's water broke, right? The greatest men in the world, the richest men in the world, the most powerful men in the world, men like Elon Musk, who buys Twitter from his checking account, you know, for $44 billion, that's crazy. Men like Mike Tyson, who could kill you with his pinky. There's a man who's getting ready to, he's already bench pressed 775 pounds. He's going to try to do 800. Now as powerful and as strong as those men are, they will never know the pain of birth. We can't be mommies. It's a special job. And it is one that, it's the most beautiful thing in the world when a woman gives birth. 
And one of the unique things about humanity is from the beginning of time until now, every single person, including all six billion people on this planet, have been born of water. We all have that in common. That's one thing we all have in common. Anyways, Nicodemus is a confused guy, and he's like, look, how can I? I, I just don't get it. So um, I got some fun facts for you. Ready? Some Mommy's Day stuff. So this is about as close to being, well, I don't even know what to say about this woman. Russian Federation, her name is Mrs. Vasilieva. Okay. She holds the Guinness World Book records for having the most babies in the history of the world documented. Okay? So Guinness World Book of Records here. Mother of 69 children. From <laughs> Oh, my Lord. I got no, my Lord. You must have had babies before. So from 1707 to 1782, this woman was pregnant 27 times and gave birth to 16 pairs of twins, seven sets of triplets. Are you kidding me? Seven sets of triplets and four sets of quads. Yeah, oh no is right. This is uh, an amazing human being. I mean, yeah. So I'm Italian. There's some others. There's, oh, it gets better. So the oldest mom was Italian, of course, from Italy. In 1994, she gave birth at 63 years old. Some of y'all thought you were done. <laughs> So then, here we go, and this is, this is to contextualize what we just read. Signora Camalina, I should say this better, Camalina, Signora, from Fredelli, gave birth to a 22-pound, 8-ounce boy in 1955. Hello! That'll wake you up in the morning. That boy came out shaving with hair under his arm. What's up, mom? So that's, yeah, owl, that's about as close to being born again as you can be. A 22-pounder, holy smokes. So, anyway, yeah, that's a whole other sermon. A, a confused Nicodemus is not understanding. And there are some people who, who don't understand us. There are some people who don't understand this. What you heard today. Some people that look at it and think it's bizarre. They, they can't wrap their mind around being born again. Some of you have been born again, 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 again. You feeling me? When I was in seventh grade, I got born again every Tuesday. <laughs> and then my dad was a pastor, so I got born again on Sunday morning, Sunday night. I got born again on Wednesday night. I go in the bathroom in middle school and say, Lord, oh my Lord, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to get left behind. Everybody has to be born of water once. But if you want to really understand and make it into the kingdom, you have to be born again. And this time, it's not of water. It's a spiritual thing. And the beauty in Beauty for Ashes is twofold. One is, we've had babies born there. We've had 13 or 12, 10 babies born at Beauty for Ashes. One baby was born at Beauty for Ashes. A little two-pounder who came three months early, and now he's six? Like, he survived. My wife and my daughter, yeah, it's a whole, yeah, yeah. Anyways, he, he was surprised. But now they go to our church. Like, we see him running around. It's like, this boy was born, and it's just unbelievable. So there's nothing more beautiful than a pregnant woman. And there's nothing more, 
miraculous than to be in a room when someone's giving birth and to experience that. It's just the greatest joy. It's the miracle of new life. And it's the same with Jesus. Everything that you've just heard and what we've heard are testimonies of what Jesus does in the second birth. And the culture is dark. Yes, it's dark. We, we've lost 106,000 drug addicts during the pandemic in the first year to overdose, n- not including alcohol. Your pastor referenced the culture. Yes, the culture is dark. Yes, the culture was dark when we started this nearly 40 years ago. And yes, the culture has gotten darker. But in the midst of all that, that's not bad news. The darker it gets, the brighter he shines. The easier it is to be born again. A confused Nicodemus says, I don't get it. And so Jesus says, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound. You can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. What you have witnessed today, what we have heard today, is the wind of God. The power of God to change a life. And this is what we do. And we rely on God's people. And God's people have been so faithful to keep this thing going. This is what sets people free. This is what sets people free. Not the program. It's this. Since I'm in West Virginia, there's bound to be a redneck or two in here that hunts. Amen. Can I get an amen from a redneck who hunts? <laughs> Some guy came up to me after the first service, like in tears. I'm so glad you talked about hunting. It means so much to me. I just got back from Alaska and I saw God everywhere. On a blustery day and you're out there in, in his wilderness, in, in, his, in his church that he built, you know, you, you, you can feel wind on you and you can sense on a windy day when you look out the window, even Winnie the Pooh said, it's a blustery day, right? But you don't know where it comes from and you don't know where it's going, but everyone in this room believes in wind. You can't define it. I can't define it, right? So I look out the window and I see the trees blowing. I see the effect of wind and say, oh, it's a windy day. And what you have seen this morning and what you have heard are the effects of the wind of God and people being born again. You saw ladies up here. The the wind is blowing and we're seeing the effects of God. Where does it begin? I don't know. But I know that there have been plenty of times in my life when I've walked out the door and felt the wind in my hair and in my face. Right? It's a windy day. I can feel it. God is real. Being born again is real. I can feel it. Have you ever felt the wind of God on you? Come on, somebody. What we are, what we witness today is the wind of God. Lives being blown in the wind. You must be born again. Of water? Yes. All of us have that in common. Of spirit. The Bible says that the road is narrow. It's tough. It's tough. Few find it. But if you really get this, really, really get it in your spirit, you'll never be the same. So the beauty in Beauty for Ashes Women's and Children's Home are these young girls who come to us. And yes, there are so many unchurched people that don't have any clue who God is at all, or this book, 
in, in our country and to see how dark it is and to, just to be hungry and ready is beautiful. It truly is beautiful to get a front row seat of what God's doing. He sets people free. Amen. Last thing, John 3.16, not going to take time to read it. It's part of this context. It's part of this conversation. John 3.16 does not happen without this guy named Nicodemus coming to Jesus and pressing him about, about, about what he's, you know, I know God's with you, but what is this really all about? What it's really about is that God loves you. And on this Mother's Day, he really, really loves you. And maybe he's calling your name. Maybe it's time to be born again. Amen. Come on, stand up with me. Would you, would you just bow your head where you are? You know, the Bible tells us to search ourselves. I think in this season of my life, I'd rather have the opportunity to search myself than have God search me. So while you're standing and your eyes are closed, can you just shut everything out? Examine yourself. Examine your heart. Yes, you've been born of water. You're here. But have you been born again? And do you need to be born again again? Have you lost your way? Holy Spirit, will you come here? Will you speak to the people that are watching online? Come into these campuses. Holy Spirit, help us to see this truth, to give God glory for what he's done in our own lives and other people's lives. We need you. Would you pray this simple prayer with me? Dear God, please help me today. I acknowledge your goodness in my life. I acknowledge the power of the wind. Help me to be born again. I believe in you. I believe you sent your son to die for me. I confess my sin. Give my life to you. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for every person, every person in this room, Every person watching, move today. On this Mother's Day, help them never to forget. In order to make it into the kingdom, you have to be born twice. Thank you, God, for sending your son to die for my sin. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. God bless you all.